0: Hey, magic maker, let me ask you this. Are you drowning in perfection? I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than perfect, right? Like perfection is what we should all strive for. You want to make every effort to get it perfect. Is this how you think? I know I sure did. I was drowning in perfection and it was exhausting, I was so overwhelmed with the idea of getting it perfect that if it couldn't, I couldn't get anything done. It was like being on a hamster wheel, spinning and spinning and like going nowhere. And then one day it hit me. What if there was no such thing as perfect? What if I was doing the best I could, and if that was enough? That realization hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, instead of trying to be perfect, my goal is to just do the best every single time. Like No more stress, anxiety about whether something is good enough, because I know that it's good enough. It's actually pretty freaking great. You can have this too when you join me in the Reboot Perfection Masterclass, where you will learn how to stop worrying about perfection And together, we will explore how perfectionism affects you and what steps you can take to control it. This masterclass is for you if you're really ready to finally create a healthy lifestyle process that's repeatable and that you can finally stop feeling like all your time, effort, and energy are being poured into something that'll never work because it ain't perfect. Here's where you learn how to break that perfection cycle. All right, ladies, if you want in, there is a link in the show notes waiting for you. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health fitness and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. All right, today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love fitness. ah oh, thank you so much C Hayes that just fills my heart so full so any else anyone else has a review please absolutely share it with me I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get it just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Oh, magic makers. Today we have a great show. Oh, we always do. Man, you know how I do. So. Today we're gonna focus on balance and harmony. And now I know those words for a lot of people, it seems like altruistic, right? It seems like, is that even possible? Is that only happens on, you know, lifetime movies? Well, you know, sometimes I like that movies they're like clawing and scratching their way to life. Anywho, back to you. So I find so many women who get themselves wrapped around the axle. For, for things that don't really matter, right? We're focusing, you know, majoring in the minors. And yeah, I said that out loud and it's not to pick on you. It's just to, sometimes we need people to call our attention to things, get us out of the, our own way, you know, push us out of the way of the BS that we believe to be true, believe that it's going that it's going to move the dial for us to move our goals forward. And just be honest, like some of it just doesn't matter. Some of the things we are focusing on just don't matter. And when we really break it down, it helps us to understand what we're getting so wrapped up in and how do we keep the main thing, the main thing. And I remember the first time I heard that expression, like keep the main thing, the main thing. And I was like, what in the belief does does that mean? You know, I don't understand what keep the main thing, the main thing means. So I'm here to tell you what keep the main thing, keep is what. Keep the main thing is means by when it says, keep the main thing, the main thing. So as you know, I'd say probably about two weeks ago, I posted on social media and I said, what's one thing that keeps you from living your healthiest life? And I was shocked by the number of responses that I got. And it kind of boiled down to these two areas, time and not knowing what to do. And so today I'm going to break it down. What does that mean? You know, that we always feel like we are waiting for the right time and the best way I can describe it, It's like, have you ever like if you ha- if you're someone who has children, you know, did you ever say, oh, I'm going to wait for the best, the right time to have a kid or the right time to get married or the right time to move the right time to get a new job? And how many of those things have ever happened at the right time, right? Think about last year or Rona year. And how many of you have ever like, you know, for those folks trying to get married, like that was like a record scratch, right? But you figured it out. So in in the same thing for anyone who's ever had a baby, you know, I know so many of us like, oh, I want to have a baby in June if you're a teacher, right? So that way, you know, you have the school year off, plus you can take your maternity leave and it's just going to be fabulous. But guess what? You didn't have a June baby. You had a baby at Christmas time. And so even though you didn't have a baby at June, you figured out how to take care of your little nugget and how to make this little nugget work into your life. So that's the same thing about anything. It's like letting the chips fall where they may and figuring it out. So that's what we're going to talk about. And you know, how it's, it's not about waiting for the perfect time, but it's like, how do we get into action? And so one of the, there's two people that I'm going to reference that are, have been like instrumental in just helping me like shift my mindset so that I wasn't always kind of in this like production quality, perfection cycle. And so one of the f- first people was Stephen Covey, um, and he's written several books, but, um, the, I can't, oh my God, I totally blanked at that the uh, habits of success, six six successful habits of healthy people are, or successful people. And so Stephen Covey, and I will write that in the show notes because I totally butchered the the title. So anyway, Stephen Covey wrote the book. And so in the book, it's Whatever you choose to be successful at, I have to begin with the end in mind. What does the end look like? And so for many people who I work with, I've always asked you, like, you need to get crystal clear on what success looks like so that you know where you're driving. You know, if this is a GPS, you punch in your GPS. You have to be crystal clear. You can't be like, well, I think I sort of want to go on Main Street. So just put a Main Street or here in Massachusetts. If you put a Mass Ave, Mass Ave runs five towns. So I could easily end up somewhere in downtown Boston, or I could be out 15 miles from where I want to be. So the the beauty about Tim companies is like begin with the end in mind. And, you know, when we have an endpoint for many people, you know, they put so much emphasis um, It's like, in, I guess what I'm saying is when you, when I was in high school, you know, you, you did algebra and you had to solve for X. When you begin with the the end in mind, that's you solving for X. That's you saying, this is what I want. And in order to get this, how do I, how do I get there? Right. How do I solve? How do I focus all my energy, all my efforts towards getting X? And there's a popular TikTok out there that, you know, that talks about, you know, people want X, but they're doing all the actions that aren't even getting them any closer to their results. And so that's what I see a lot of people doing. Or maybe they haven't defined what the end is in mind, or the end one week is, you know, lose weight. The next week it's run a marathon. The third week is have a baby. Like all of them are great, but they just don't line up. And we haven't given ourselves enough time to see the end come through to fruition. And so, you know, I see it all the time. I have clients who come to me. um, I used to do a lot of um, fitness competitors and for them, you know, they need to put on muscle. So their physique looks a certain way. And so there would, people would come to me and they're like, yeah, I totally want to compete. I want to put some muscle on. Great. Awesome. We're going to need to add some food to your nutrition because in order to build, you got to nourish your body. And if you keep thinking what the diet industry tells you that You have to, you know, to get shredded, I have to like eat less, exercise more. It's about shrinking and removing, and uh, it just never ends. So, here's where I, I challenge you like, we have to kind of think about what our end is and start to break away from some of the self imposed rules that we put together, or even the rules that we read on the socials, right? The pressure that we put on ourselves is ridiculous. And we find ourselves chasing things in the name of perfection. You know, I have several clients who will say to me in their check-in, like, I'll like, they'll check off all the things I'm like, well, and they did everything great. They did everything wonderful. And they're like, oh, it wasn't a good week. And I was like, but you checked off every box of everything you were supposed to get done this week. And why is not it good? Well, you know, this one day I had an extra piece of chocolate. I'm like, one day out of seven. All right. And, you know, they're perfectionists. And if it wasn't, I'm going to say, quote unquote, on point, it wasn't, it wasn't a good week. And so we were so many times we're chasing this perfection. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be the perfect wife, the perfect employee, the perfect mom, the perfect, you know, be perfect in our fitness. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And if you, if you were, if you were to say, you know, this is what I think. And, you know, our society just grooms us, especially women has groomed us to think that we got to go everywhere with a cape on, you know, that we have to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That's just not the case. And so, you know, let me ask you, you know, if trying to be perfect, are you tired? Because I know when I was trying to be perfect, it was exhausting. (laughs) I look back and I think of all the things I did. And I'm exhausted. So maybe you are exhausted as well. And so when I talk about, you know, life balance, I look at it as like um, a seesaw, right? You know, we've all been on a seesaw. We've been on a seesaw with someone who's like equal our weight. And we've been on someone who seesaw that isn't exactly our weight level. And we have to find a way to, you know, find that balance. That's how I think about life as balance is that, you know, some days we have the marbles, you know, more marbles on one side than the other side, but we have to figure out ways that we can move the, the, the marbles from side to side so that we have, you know, it's never going to be level. I'm like, I'm not even going to lie to you. And ain't ever going to be level if it's, or if it's level, it's for like a moment in time, but does it have to be so lopsided? All right. So. You know, if you're that person who's always tired and look and and you're always looking to feel balanced, what do your marbles look like? You know, how do you know, you know, how do you know which one to go from one side to the other? And before we go down this trail, I can hear somebody saying balance is like balance, That's never going to happen. Agreed. But like I said, it's not about this like level playing field. It's about how can I keep my scale here versus here? right? You know, how do I keep it from having these like, um, major, uh, ups and downs. And I do believe that every day shouldn't feel like you, you know, every day shouldn't feel like you don't have enough time or you got backed over by a dump truck, right? That's not, that's not living, uh, in my opinion. And if you're re- if that, if that, if you're ready for this, keep reading. Cause like, you know, if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, like I don't candy coat it. Like sometimes I tell you like, and it feels like a gut punch. Sometimes I tell you and you're like, oh my God, thank you. I have been waiting for this permission. So if we go back to our marble analogy, you know, like I said, sometimes I got to take from the right to pull to the left. And sometimes I'm going to take from the left to pull to the right, depending on what my obligations are. And or, you know, for many of us, we think, God forbid, I take five minutes for myself. You know, you're the mom that doesn't bake the elaborate brownies for every damn bake sale. Then, you know, you're a bad mom or you're the employee who is first in and last out. You know, it it doesn't have to be that way. Or you're that employee that as soon as your boss calls, you answer right away. You text right back. You know, sometimes you're like, you know what? unless you are actually a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon or expecting a kidney, some things can wait 20-30 minutes for you just to have you time. Okay. I'm giving you permission. that. So, but when we take the pressure off and we give ourselves permission, that mind chatter starts and the guilt creeps in. And I get it. I have such a case of severe mind chatter. The mind chatter with the the woulda, the coulda, the shoulda, second guessing, overthinking, overanalyzing, you completely push yourself out of the game. Like, heck, you don't even get a chance to sit on the damn bench, put your shoes on and get ready for the game before you've already kicked yourself out of the game, kicked yourself off the damn team. Because your thinking screams, your inner voice is screaming at you, why should you try? It's not going to work. It's not for me. I've been there, done that, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you start telling yourself, or you have been telling yourself over the decades, you've been yelling at yourself inside your mind that you're never going to get off the bench. So how do you take the pressure off, right? How do you stop it? How do you make you a priority? How do you start to stop with this, this guilt and the shame? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So the priority isn't perfection. The priority is, is can we get stuff done? And so when, when I say that, you know, I know my like A++ personality people are like, yay, yeah, I can get stuff done. Pump your break, sisters, pump your break. How do we get into momentum? Continuous momentum, not in a momentum that is just like fever pitch until we burn ourselves out, right? It is, how do we get, the rock up the ball, the, the hill, and keep pushing that rock up the hill. So many of you know that I did fitness competitions for several years. And during those years of my life, I was completely out of balance. Like my scale was like, woo, maybe we're like, like this was my scale. And I was either on a program or I was off a program. It, I, I, I was treating my body like a light switch. I was either dieting or I wasn't dieting. I was dieting or I was crazy for Cocoa Pops. And I was either, you know, manically measuring and weighing everything that I put in my mouth, or I wasn't. You know, I was, you know, it was either game on and or it was like game off. And you know, when it was game on, I would walk into my one of my favorite restaurants here in Boston, and I was a regular. And I would walk in and I would pretty much treat their menu like a a shopping list, (laughs) and I would just. Even though it wasn't put together on the menu this way, I just assumed because they had it in the in, in the in the restaurant, they could make it into a meal for me. And, you know, the because I w- would come in all the time, the chef would be like, So Kim, do you think my restaurant's like stop and shop? And I'm like, kind of. And he just like put up with it. And I look back and I'm like, I cringe, right? Because it's like, you know, you should be able to, you know, make suggestions, but I literally was making my own freaking meals <laughs> at this place. And if he wanted to choke me out, he was well within his rights. You know, I used to put so much brain power into is this right? Is this wrong? Is this good? Is this bad? Um, what's it gonna look like? What's it gonna be like? You know, will my body come out? And it just sucked the fun out of everything. There was no fun, it was just I was in such a grind. It was like getting up. Go get into the gym by 5 a.m. so I could get my 45 minutes of lifting and my 45 minutes of cardio in before I would, would go to work. And if I couldn't do 90 minutes before I went to the gym, it's a waste of trip. And so I was like, well, why go? Like, oh, sweet Georgia Brown. I, mean, I give my props to my husband who, you know, put up with my cuckoo. And you know, he used to refer to me as no fun, Kim, like because I was so manic and it, it was like everything had to be perfect. And so I was not living in balance. I was totally all about, you know, the perfect workout and everything surrounded. it. It was like my workout and my gym time and my food were the center of my universe. And they were my son and everything circled around that. And when I finally stopped competing, I struggled because I, even though I hated the structure and I was just so burnt out, I missed the structure because I didn't know what to do. Like, I just was like, you, uh, I, I, I you mean, you don't get up every day and go to the gym and, and like, you know, you're not sore all the time. You're not exhausted all the time. You're not constantly thinking about, oh, I got to go to the grocery store and pick up some more, whatever you're running out of for your food. Like I just, I was like, I was pretty lost. And, you know, I realized, you know, at that point, when I finally stopped competing, it's like I couldn't be that that person, that machine anymore that kept going and going and going and going. So I struggled, and I ended up completely like binging because I was like, you know, I I I, I just binged because I was like, I came out of a place of like, all I need right now is like a, some peace and some harmony, and I just didn't have that. It was either I couldn't have it or I couldn't have it. I could or couldn't, and it was like this light switch. And I was like, I need to find a place where. My health doesn't revolve around how I look. I need to find a place where my relationships aren't put on hold because I gotta get a workout in or I got a meal prep, right? I wanted to be able to have a relationship with my friends, my family, where it wasn't me calculating what I could have when I went out or bringing food with me to eat in the car. Like that just wasn't, I wasn't in balance anymore. And I just needed some downtime of not always thinking about my next meal, not always thinking about like what I needed to get done at the gym or what I didn't get done at the gym. And I had to go back and make it up or, you know, in order to earn a day at the beach with my husband, I had to go to the gym before I went to the beach. Like, come on. I, I needed to get, off like get, I need to get my marbles off one side so I can create some balance and some sanity and so you know um, the company that I worked for uh, the CEO was very big into books and so one of the books that he had everyone read as you um, and it was like the six habits of highly successful people yeah there it is six habits of highly successful people by Stephen Coveney and in the book he said that you are not a product of your circumstances, your product of your decisions. And I always say this. Like it, that was just like a coconut drop to the head. And I always say this: like it all starts with a choice, right? A choice is a decision. I have to decide what it is that I want, right? So going back and in mind, going back. Is it my health? Going back, what is my outcome? And so many people tell me that, you know, oh, my kids or my job or my what, whatever. And that's their circumstance. That's the circumstance they're letting define themselves right now. And that's okay. However, my circumstance was, I made everything about workouts, right? So that was my my self-imposed prison and everything else completely revolved around it. And I made decisions based on what my circumstances were. And my circumstances was, I had to work out. So is your circumstance, right? I got to work. I got to you know, I got kids, like whatever you define your circumstances, those are the decisions you're going to make. And what if you said that I'm going to decide that I'm going to get healthier, right? So what, how does your circumstances change when you want to take that action? And here's the thing. So many of us, you know, have a plan for our plan. And that's not action. It feels like action because I'm writing it on a piece of paper and it feels really good, but there's no, you got to move your feet, right? So uh, the action doesn't have to be this huge thing, right? It's not like I'm going to climb Everest tomorrow. No, it's something that doesn't require a lot of effort, but it's something that will allow you to like get the momentum under underneath you, get your reps in so that eventually it feels easy. And the more it feels easy, the more that you'll be able to get it done. So what James Clear says is that, you know, the habit is is the obstacle is, is our obstacle. The habit we're trying to create is the obstacle. So we're trying to get what we want, but we have to learn this new habit. We have to practice at it. Right. You know, think about, um, when you learned a new sport, did you just like roll up to the basketball court and you're playing like LeBron James? Roll up tennis tennis court, swinging like Tiger Woods. No, you had to practice. Some of us sucked for a while before we got good, and then maybe some of us are still mediocre, but we're still practicing. We're still in the game because eventually, you keep practicing the, these habits. They become something who you are. They become a part of who you are. And so for me, I had to break my cycle of practice of not doing everything perfectly and being okay. Was messing up, being okay with my priorities shifting, you know, cause at this time, um, I was trying to build my business and, um, I was working full time and spending two hours a day at the gym. It was like, I just, like, I was at my wits end. And so I had to decide what my priorities were, what they look like, and that they could shift from time to time. And I say this analogy regularly to um, my clients is that there's four burners, right? And at any given time, you know, think about um, when you're cooking like a big meal and you're trying to get, oh, you know, the best way I can describe it, it's like, you know, you're cooking for like a holiday, right? And so like, you know, you're trying to get everything just right. And so you're like, um, when does the, the, the meal go into the oven and like, how long does that meal take? And then what's the next thing I have to put in? Then the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Right. So it's like, I always say, you only have four burners, you know, and I give one of those big fancy stoves, two snaps up and it's a tech for you, but I'm talking a basic stove. So it's like, what's on high, what's on medium high, what's on medium and what's on low. Right. And that's all that we can focus on because many people try to put all this crap on the stove. And we all know that at some point, we just can't keep track of everything that's on the stove and something boils over. And, you know, my fitness was like the only thing on my stove. That was it. Everything else was boiling over. And I just was like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And if you want to stop getting to it, we got to start to, to figure out like, you know, what are your priorities and know that you don't have to put on a cape to get it all done. So, like I said, you have these four four priorities. What are they? You decide, right? No one, you can decide what they are, and maybe you're in a season that like health isn't your priority. Okay, but know that you can't say to yourself, "Oh, I want to get healthy." If you tell yourself that you're too busy, right? It's just like it's. And how many seasons have you told yourself that? Now, this isn't me playing guilty. This is me just. Having you come have a come to Jesus, you know, because you know what happens is when we make it a priority, it now has to go on our schedule, and because what gets scheduled gets done. And so many people will tell me like, "Oh, a schedule makes me feel trapped." Every time I put something on my schedule, I never get it done. I'm going to say bull hockey, bull hockey, because scheduling does give you control. It allows you to prioritize. Ugh, prioritize. Yeah, I can speak. It allows you to prioritize, and it gives you, and it's, it, it gives you that gain, control back into your day. And what I feel most people do is they try to schedule five million things on a day. I get it, right? You you, you feel like you can lift all buildings in a single bound, but maybe you can't. So I the best advice I ever got, and this is right when I first started my 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 business, they were like, "All right, Kim, um, she's like three things, three things a day." plan three things a day. So these are your three must do things. These are three things that whatever project you're working on, these are the three things that are going to move that dial forward or three things that maybe of those three things, there's something that's um, a deadline. Like today I'm, I'm recording this podcast and it's a Monday and this is my deadline because I have to get it to my producers by Tuesday because they get it to me um on wednesday so it's just that's the way that's the way it goes and so i'm like it has to be done on monday so that they can get it for tuesday and they and it's ready to go for wednesday so it's that's unmovable but on tuesday it's a very different you know very different set of priorities and so when i put three things on it it makes me feel accomplished because most of the time i'm getting those three 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 things done and if i get two and one doesn't get done it's because maybe I underestimated the amount of time that it fits in. So your scheduling can happen like the night before, or you can schedule it a week in advance. Like I have clients who do both, right? It You have to just, you know, like I said, practice what works for you. Like I schedule at the beginning of the week. I think it, it's just because for the most part, 60% of I have unmovable things, right? I still teach classes in person. So Monday and Tuesday night, I am teaching a class at night. My day ends at two o'clock before I go and teach my class. Wednesday, I teach at noontime. So anything before, you know, before and after I got to work around that. And then, you know, Thursday and Friday, I have more flexibility in my day. You know, this, and then I, you know, on top of that, I build in, when am I going to work out? I build in, when am I going to the grocery store so that it just, you know, because many of us are like, oh, the day just got away from me. No, you didn't schedule the day. That's how the day gets away from you. When you don't schedule the day, um, you know, I used to have a client and before she had kids, she would come to the gym Monday through Friday without fail out before work. And she was like, she was golden. And then she had kids and you know how kids are, they get sick, they don't sleep, you know, they completely run your schedule. And she was just always so frustrated because she like, oh, you know, like some weeks I don't even get here. Some weeks I get here two days a week and she would just get so frustrated because she's like, I'm just not going to get done. And I was like, dude, like, what if you only committed to three days a week, two days a week? And if you got in three days, two days a week, you would win. And if you got in five days a week, you'd be in the bonus round. And she's like, wait, like what? And like, she couldn't get her head wrapped around that for the longest time. And then she finally started to like practice it and finally started to let let go of what she thought needed to happen in order to get results. And she was like, it felt really good to finally hit a commitment you know, it felt really awesome that I made it. I said three days and I made it to the gym three days. And I was like, yeah, that's what makes you keep going. The success, the failures make you want to quit the, you know, make you want to kick the wall and be like, scream to the world. Why? (laughs) Um, But it's all about taking purposeful action. And so that's why I schedule my workouts and I treat it like a dentist appointment, you know, um, and that, you know, it tells you, your brain like this is gonna happen and this is how I'm gonna make it happen. And you know, I always I always say like I one of my non-negotiables is 30 minutes of movement through at least three days a week. And if you notice how I said movement, because depending on the week, you know, um I did a whole Instagram story a few weeks ago about how I had a really crazy day and I only had 15 minutes and I was like, I know I can get in a 15 minute quick kettlebell workout and probably I can get another 15 minutes down the line. But I knew I needed to do this 15 minutes first thing in the morning, just in case I didn't get anything else done that day. And so it's, it helps me to reposition my brain versus sometimes it's really hard to f- to find two hours in the day. And I, and it's rare that I have, have had a two hour workout in years. It's been a long time because I'm like, you know what, I am taking more purposeful action. And it's about the effort intensity that I put into the workout versus the amount of time that I'm spending at the gym. And I want people to start to realize that it's not about, you know, it's like there's no time clock at the gym. Like no one's gonna be like, there's not a Mercedes that like, hey girl, you were here 400 hours this week. How you doing? Like this doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't happen that way. So I realized that when I was competing, this all or nothing, like it didn't serve me. It consumed all my thoughts, all my brain power, and I was like, oh. I got up extra early to do this. And I'm like, how did I survive? Like, how did I survive this? Because I was not in my own mind at that time. And I just wanted to live a life that didn't involve my workouts and my food. Like I was done. And so if you're listening to this thus far and you're not at this point, fine. Right. that That's you. We all have to come to that point. We all have to find that breaking point. Cause I wanted my life not to revolve around what it looked like my, my life to not revolve around was this good food or a bad food. I wanted to have some structure, but it not be a prison that I kept running into this brick wall. And so I called it what um, you yeah, got. So many of you get caught up in like, you know, can you create a meal plan for this? And it's not on a piece of paper that I can't have, you know, it's not going to be, you know, I was like, if it wasn't on my good food, bad food list, I couldn't have it. And it just made me feel so stuck. And so I basically said, I needed some more flexibility that it's okay. If I have an ice cream cone on a hot summer day, right. It's okay. It's okay. If I want to have a glass of wine and dessert on a date night, right. It's okay. If I go to a wedding, I have a piece of cake and I have the champagne, right. I want to wake and, 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 And I want, I want to wake up the next day and not be like, Oh God, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta burn it off. Like I want to go to bed and be like, that was some great cake. That was some delicious champagne. Right. That's what I want to do. And I also had to start scheduling in what I called mellow yellow time. A lot of my clients will be like, I feel so guilty when I'm not doing anything. I just, I just, I always have to be moving. And it's just like, we've programmed ourselves to like, go, 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 go. And And if you're someone who has to go, go, go all the time, like, does it have to be a workout? Like, could you, you know, one of my clients, she loves knitting. Could you knit? Could that give you that that, that same, like feeling of being in motion, but it's also like taking a deep breath. Can you just like Netflix and chill, like sit outside and just enjoy a light, a nice day and not be like, Oh, I should be at the gym. I should be here. I should be here. I should be hustling, grinding all of that good stuff. Right. It's just a plan, like reading a book for pleasure, watching, you know, a couple hours of TV um, and not and it's it's just and it's there because you scheduled it. And it's not like, um, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, right, that you're watching endless TV till two in the morning and then you're like exhausted the next day. The other thing if we're scheduling sleep. Right. We have to get in that that sleep because so many people say I'll sleep when I'm dead. And so, or they'll take, like I said about the Netflix and chilling, the Netflix and chilling will start at 10 PM. Well, no, you know, like if you're trying to like get at least seven to eight hours of sleep and you're trying to get up at a decent hour, then that Netflix and chill, like it has to be at a, a better hour or it's only 30 minutes. And you literally set an alarm to go to bed, you know, cause you think about it, like, you know, many people will ignore sleep, but for many of us, we, um, how do I say this? We plug in our cell phone every night. Our sleep is us plugging in our cell phone. We would not think about not plugging in our cell phone. We have to do our cell phone. So I want you to start thinking about how do you, how do you do that? How do you start to honor yourself so that you can actually get the sleep that you need? So you don't feel like you're always dragging butt around town. And the last piece of accountability, right? We overcommit to our, we, we, we overcommit to ourselves and then we beat ourselves up or we don't, we blow ourselves off and there's no one to be like, hey girl, weren't you supposed to do this? And, and you or you just call yourself a failure. So one of the ways that, you know, many of us, we can be accountable to somebody else, but we can't be accountable to ourselves. So I always, you know, um, it can be with a coach um, or it could be with a friend. You know, I text a friend, I, I have a coach and a friend. And I have a a, a friend that I'm like, okay, this week, I'm going to the gym on, I'm working out Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And they're like, great. And on Sunday, I'm like, yep, gym happened Monday, gym happened Tuesday, gym happened. Right. And then, you know, I have a coach who like, I have blind spots, like where, where, what am I missing? Right. Because for years I overate really healthy food. And I was like, my nutrition's on point, but it was, I was eating too much. So with her, it's like we have this give and take. So I'm starting to like, you know, and after my body completely gave me the finger, I had to reorg my nutrition, and so she's really helping me to reorg my nutrition. So that's what a coach does, right? A coach doesn't be like, here eat this, like no. They might initially do that, but then it's like you have to get into how you feel what's going on it's like having that it's a partnership right it's it's having that accountability and you know when i have that person um you know it's like this is what i'm going to do this week and i do it because i know someone is looking on my shoulder where if you're it's just you you're like well i'll get it done next week well 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 you know we all have a way to like you know lie to ourselves and the same thing too like you want to um You want to schedule, you want to schedule in the foods that you love, right? So many people want to like, hold on so tight to not having anything, but it's like, you know, uh, one of my mentors, she calls it, um, preemptive eating. And so it's like, it's like, where, like, what causes you to like derail, like go like, you know, blow up like Mount Vesuvius. And so for her, she's a salty person. So she likes to have like potato chips. And so she needs that salt. So every day she has, um, come on, calamata, calamata. Yes. Calamata olives. She's like, it gives me that salty feeling. I have it every day in my salad and, or some feta. And it just gives me that like feeling. So I feel satiated. So I'm not like in search of the chips. Um, I also, you know, for me, my non-negotiable is cream and sugar in my coffee. I have two cups of coffee a day. If me having cream, if, like the two tablespoons of sugar, tablespoons, the two teaspoons of sugar I have in my coffee. If that's going to derail me for my day, like what? No, but it makes me happy. Um, I have a, another client. She has three pieces of bacon, right? And it's it's what she has and it keep, gives her her sanity. So what's going to give you your sanity around foods? You're not always like, you know, I can't have it. Like, what is it? You know, and it's like a few strips of bacon, it's cream and sugar in your coffee it's olives you know i have another client she you know has a few pieces of chocolate every day and i'm talking like those like lint squares not like the giant like size of your head king bars <laughs> you know so think about it like what are the things that are going to work to help you with this sanity and this balance and so um As we start to like wrap this up, you know, one of my clients, she is a behavioral scientist. And so she says people are rewarded by either um, pain or pleasure. And so you have to decide what you're what you're motivated by. And so as you set these goals, you begin to begin with the end of mind. You start to set these goals. You have to ask yourself, okay, if you told yourself, I'm going to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday and Friday, and I'm going to go for 30 minutes at a time. And if I hit them all, there's going to be a reward. And so the reward is not food. The reward could be, maybe you're going to buy yourself a fancy new pair of boots that you love, or maybe the reward is going to be you going on vacation or whatever it's going to blow your hair back, whatever your reward feels like a new outfit, a massage, a movie night, something that's just going to be like, yes, this is like, I'm working. It's going to motivate you to like, get your butt out of bed and just go and do, do the thing. Another thing could be a consequence. So um, one of my clients, she's motivated by consequences. So if she didn't go to the gym those three days a week, she would just leave a $20 bill randomly on the street. And that's what, and that was her consequence. So you have to decide like, what's your, well, how, how are you motivated? You know, I know plenty of people start to go to those boutique gyms because if you don't cancel by a certain time, they'll charge you. And so that, you know, that's a motivation, right? That's why they charge you so that you, you know, you didn't book a spot in the class, take it up and you don't show up. There is a consequence for you not showing up. And so the last thing I'm going to talk about is like, as we're, you know, really kind of zoning in, it's like, okay, I'm getting clear on like what my four th- things are. What what are my priorities? I'm putting them into a schedule. I'm getting someone to hold me accountable for the things I say I want to do. And the last thing is that sometimes we have these goals that like, I'm going to lose 300 pounds, right? I want to, you know, do, a, run a marathon. I want to do a pull-up, you know, whatever your, your goal is. We have to kind of say, okay, great. Here's my big goal. Now, how do I bring it down to reality? And so how do I bring it down to a 30 day goal? Because if I can, you know, I can sustain it for 30 days and then I'm like, okay, what's happens on day 31? And then what happens on day 61? What happens on day 91, right? So that we take these in like these smaller wax of time. So there's a saying that it says like, um, Uh inch by inch is a cinch, mile by mile, it takes a while, right? So we're going inch by inch. And the best way I can describe it is um I live in Boston, so it snows here. We don't have a blizzard in 30 minutes, right? It might look like it outside, but it it snows an inch by inch by inch by inch. So when I start focusing on 30-day cycles for my goal, I'm less likely to sabotage myself because I can see, like, okay, I told myself in 30 days i'm going to lose 2 pounds right so i'm just focused on okay what are the things i need to do to lose 2 pounds or i want to run a marathon what are the things i need to do in 30 days to you know bump up my mileage so if i want to run a marathon in 6 months so say all right i want to be easily running 2 miles 2 miles a week right i'm just making this up i'm not a marathon runner at all but i'm running 2 miles a week Um, what if I wanted to do, um, eat more vegetables? All right. Every day I'm going to be eating one cup of vegetables a day, right? So it's like, how do I take this big old goal and bring it down to reality so that I can see progress rapidly versus somewhere in the distant future, far, far away, right? Where, how can I make it so that it's happening to me right now? Because I can, I can, you know. I can always say that we're always going to feel guilty, right? You know, your guilt is always going to get you. But when we start to like bring things down to a smaller scale, it helps you to move on. And, you know, we can, as we schedule things, it helps us to predict how it's going to happen. And it, it, it's me also setting the intention like this is how I want it to happen and this is how I don't want it to happen and it saves me from going thirty rounds in my brain. So let me ask you this: Do you want to continue to feel like you have to do all the things to be perfect and make your health and, and let your health take a back seat, or maybe your life you know get your life back because your life revolves around the gym, or maybe you want to have a little bit more balance, a little bit more sanity and if you do ask yourself, like, do your actions match your end results? You know, can you create a schedule for the next 24 hours? Do you need support and accountability, right? Where, you know, what is, how can we chunk down that goal for 30 days? And if you need something, please, please, please do not be shy. Reach out to me on the socials. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. You can also reach me on my website. Um, all that information is below and, you know do me a favor when you do reach out to me just um put priorities in your message so that way i know what podcast you are referring to um so have a fabulous day and i will talk to you next week thank you for listening to the fit girl magic podcast if you've made it this far yay i'm thinking you enjoyed the show let's continue the conversation on instagram you can find me at kim jefferson coach In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.